Hey, this is Reverend Dave Johnson. You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Uh, and uh, don't do it while you're masturbating. <laughs> Excellent. As usual, it's always a phenomenal job with you. Maybe this week I'll actually remember to put the echo on. Yeah, it's uh, just my fault. Every week week I fuck up somehow. No, I do. Last week it was The Walking Dead. I didn't put the spoiler tag in there. You may not be doing it in this week. Well, because probably we won't talk about it. Really? Really? I didn't see it. Dude, are you fucking shitty, Jason? No, I didn't. You are... Racing, but I did watch Supergirl though. Um, I this week wasn't on. No, I watched TVR, buddy. I watched uh, it with the Melissa Bennett stuff, but I don't know that I. Yeah, I'll be Yeah, I don't know if I was happy to see that. I'm pretty happy to see it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, is then I I can picture Supergirl doing that now, uh-huh. and that's dirty. That's dirty. That's, Dirty Power Girl, fine. Oh, yeah. Supergirl, no, no. We it's probably not. shouldn't she's... discuss this since we'll be meeting the young lady next weekend. Cute as a button, though. My God, she's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, Kyla Lee's not bad either. She's a bad. Still girl got no too. love. She's got a past. Mm. I got no love for Arrow. I'm sorry, I just can't find it. I can't find it oh, in my Arrow? heart. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Second season was the best, bro. Second season was the absolute best. Yeah, but you got to go through what 13 episodes to get there? No, it's a network show, so 20. Too. I heard the uh, the House of Cards season four is pretty good. It is. It's the third season was the weakest. We haven't finished the fourth season yet. We're uh, about the halfway point. But I punted. I, I gave it up because I the third season didn't grab me when I started. No, watched. and it didn't. It did. We did. I heard it fall apart at the we, end. We did stick to the third went, season. Uh, it all it all clicked down. I uh, only went one uh, episode into the third season. So it was it, it was not strong. But but they they found their way. They found their smile. Okay. <laughs> Nothing gets me. You know what my Ipecac is? When you guys are on the, the Facebook Messenger and you, oh, how about that Downton Abbey? I'm like, I, I'm out. He's all flat. <laughs> I'm out. Well, the series is over now. So I yeah, it's over. You'll never hear us talking about it again. So, so. You know, but it's, we have two episodes of that, two episodes of Suits. We got some shit to watch this weekend before I leave. Wow. Where, where are you going? Where am I going, man? Going to say Dos Chi Town, Windy City, what, what? Globetrotters. You're joining us. Who is? You is. You don't know this for certain. Well, it's true because you can't even figure out your <laughs> orbits login, so. <laughs> hey everybody. It's I get some really perverse joy out of out of uh tweaking Mr. Mr. Wood. Hey everybody, it's eleven o'clock comics, episode four hundred and eleven. That's four one one with the down low. We are here and I am Vince B. Yes, you are Vince B, and I am David A. Price. Yes, you are, and my brothers, whatever you can do, I can do better, because I am no longer Andrew, but instead, I am Lily Wachowski. What, what? <laughs> See, we planned something, and you just, you couldn't do it. You couldn't pull it off. Oh, I pulled it off, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Right off. You're not the Wachowski. You're Jason Wood in the house. God love you. And you don't have to shear off your manhood to get cheap prices on your favorite funny books and collectibles. All you got to do is go where? DCB service. Yes. 
dcbservice.com. Now, one more time, dcbservice.com, where you and everybody you know can get the absolute lowest prices on your favorite funny books and collectibles, such as, now, you know what that means when I say such as, it means the specials are up, and they are amazing. From D.C., I'm spotlighting D.C. for once. Wow. Written by Jeff Parker. Art by Evan Doc Shaner. This is Future Quest number one. Johnny Quest, Space Ghost, Herculoids. Oh my God. Cover price $3.99. Your price? What? $1.99. If you get the regular cover because I'm, I'm on the fence. I'm not sure if I'm going to get the bundle. For four dollars, mm-hmm. which gives you both issues, or if I'm going to get the Steve Rude, Johnny Quest cover for that, and the Joel Jones, Wait, Daphne cover I, for. I thought the bundle was you get Future Quest and the Scooby thing, right? But just the regular covers. Oh, I don't care. I know, but I want the Steve Rude, Johnny Quest, and the Joel mm-hmm. Jones, Daphne covers. Oh, you gotta be special. No, I just gotta be. Well, you are special. No. You know what else is special? What value? Valiant special, and this month from Valiant, you can get Rye, the deluxe hardcover, volume one, at a special 50% off discount. Matt Kent, Clayton Crane, amazing. Did I, we talked about it enough. You get Rye 1 to 12, along with material from Rye 1 plus edition, the five, Rye number 5 plus edition, and other stuff, direct, 20 pages of rarely seen art and extras direct from the Valiant vaults. Cover price is pretty respectable, thirty nine ninety nine for 12 issues. Now, that is righteous. Consider, yeah, that's, I love it. Considering they're four bucks a pop, 12 issues at four bucks is more than thirty nine ninety nine. But you're going to get it for half that. You can bring this hardcover home for $19.95. Last, but certainly not least, a comic that gets my Initial vote for the best titled miniseries of the year. It's from Titan Comics. It's Tank Girl. Two girls, one tank. (laughs) (laughs) Written written by Alan Martin. Who else, right? Art by Brett Parsons. Black Frog did the cover. The uh, price on this bad boy for the first issue, it's a five-issue miniseries, I believe. Let's see. It doesn't say. But... Um, the price is three ninety nine. Your price forty five percent off, two dollars and nineteen cents. But only if you are a DCBService.com subscriber. DCBService.com. Get there. They are the best. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Two girls, one tank. No, I laughed out loud. Clever. Did I love you it? We certainly did. I mean, hey, I'm lowbrow, and I and I'm proud. It almost made Vince uh, use a GIF in the Messenger app. You will never see me use a gift. Yes, like if if he does, we know he's been hacked. I don't go for that. Or Vinny picked <laughs> up his phone. But yeah, that's not. That. I don't. I don't dig moving images in my messenger. I know. It's that's cool. You're anti silly. It's, it's all wonderful. Good. Don't worry about it. You're silly. analog all the way. I'm not silly. You're silly. You're just old. I just like what fun. I am. Uh, that's not fun. It's nonstop fun. No, it's no. It is. It is fun. The fun does not even begin. Begin it's the just, begin. Yes. What are we drinking here? Let's get this show on the road. What are you drinking, Vince? I am drinking, uh, it's the Woodbridge again, uh, Cabernet Merlot. It's that mix, like I was talking about two weeks ago. This is the, uh, the last of the bottle. But then I have 
as a backup, the Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, and which is about halfway full. New so if I drink, man both, right here. if I drink both of them, I probably won't make it to work Maybe tomorrow. Maybe we will get him using some fucking gifts. No, yeah. not even right. drunk will I use that. No. What are you drinking, Jason? Well, I'm, uh, seriously under the weather, so I am drinking water. Oh, mm. Sorry to break it down, oh, y'all. David, can you set us on the right track? Yeah, I'll, um, I, actually, I'm trying this for the first time. This is, uh, Carnivore Cabernet Sauvignon from California from 2013. And, uh, I picked this up on a whim. I have no idea what it's like. So if I start gagging or, or hacking, then we'll know that, um, What's on the label? It's a very, the, the label is like ripped as if like, you know, a claw. I like it. it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's pretty spiffy and it's, um, it's, it's textured. It, it's, it's embossed. It's, it's a pretty spiffy label, but yeah, no, I, um, it's embossed. This is not bad. I will probably wow. get this again. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. What do we got? I don't know. Any thank no, yous? Thank you. I have, I have none. No, it's a no. it's a lull. I don't know what's going on. No thank okay. yous. It'll pick up. We'll have lots of thank yous in two weeks on the wrap up show, though. For serious, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then I think next week we'll maybe talk about some of the things we're looking forward to at the convention. Oh, Aside I can't wait from to... seeing everybody, yes, yes, I, but yeah, I can't wait to hear what you guys are looking forward to when you go to sleep. <laughs> it's funny because it's. <laughs> just even right. though everyone, even though you are kidding, I will just put on the record: if Vince doesn't show up in Chicago, EOC is over. We done. <laughs> well, David stop. and I will have a, a very bright future. Well, you'll just it'll be your third show. You'll just rebrand again. No, we're keeping the name. <laughs> nah, dude, I I point. Wow, you don't you are now you don't own the name, buddy. Well, you know you can the late. Earl. I was gonna yeah. say, uh, maybe <laughs> some LLC documents to say otherwise. <laughs> Now, now the LLC comes out. It's like, nah, we ain't, we ain't got nothing. But, oh, well, by the way. <laughs> Damn, remember, that's but. cool. That's, that's like, that's Iceman. It's so cold. It's Wall Street, baby. I know, right? You guys can be like two Jags comics or something. I don't know. <laughs> Shudder to think. All right, tell me what you're reading there, Warbucks. <laughs> he just asked you to tell him what you're reading. I was talking to you. He was. I uh, I was on a DC binge this week. Wow, nice. Yep. You know, I guess because I uh, of all the talk of the re the reboot, the rebirth, or whatever it is, uh, infectious. Well, <laughs> yeah, it is. But I um I'm just uh, it's all about the uh, Palmiotti and Connor praise for me. Oh, we're gonna talk about. Wow, could you Harley- sound any more excited? No, I like it. Go ahead, talk, because you're you're making me like it. Well. <laughs> Boy, I didn't sound like you liked it right there. Like, I are going to talk about it. Um, oh, I love it. No, so they're writing a crap ton of books right now. Mm. Uh, at the at the forefront, of course, is is the Harley Quinn book, which is actually a very good selling book. Um, it's been, a, I think, a perennial top 20, top top 25 type of book. Um, but I am here to talk about two other of their works. Uh, the first being Starfire, mm. which is written by... Jimmy and Amanda, the husband and wife team, with artwork by Emanuela Lupacino. I talked about the first issue when it came out and have not spoken of it since. I believe we're nine issues in at this point. 
Wow. And I do not believe it is being continued into the new DC Rebirth. So I guess uh, we'll be coming to the conclusion of this very soon. If not, uh, it may already have been written. I don't know, but I, don't, I haven't read it. Uh, I read through the first six issues, and I loved every single issue, man. I think it's terrific. I just think these two are having so much fun telling silly, action-packed, slightly whimsical, naughty comics. It's just great. I think they're just... They've got this little pocket universe at DC right now between this and Harley Quinn and Harley's little black book and Power Girl and Harley. It's just... I, I just think that they're having a blast, and it shows. Um, Starfire is basically a story... Uh, this This version of Starfire is far more evocative in terms of the way she acts and speaks of the Starfire from Teen Titans Go. Yeah. She's truly an alien. It doesn't get most Earth customs. Um, as a result, often finds herself in what would be otherwise embarrassing positions. Uh, but she doesn't know any better. Um, they, they have obviously a lot of fun with the fact that she's built like a brick shithouse. She basically is the body of a supermodel. Um, and the heart of like, you know, uh, Mother Teresa. Uh, so she doesn't even know really how, how sexy she is or how powerful she is because she just kind of goes about her business. And she's living down in, uh, Key West. She's trying to find a job. She's trying to make friends, trying to fit in. And it's, uh, it's this nice, every issue is this nice juxtaposition between the fish out of water conceit of what it would be like for this person to try and fit into a relatively mundane seaside town. And then, of course, you've got the other side of it, which is she's, got to solve the mystery adventure du jour, right? So in the second issue, there's a giant hurricane and she has to go and help out, um, you know, help out some stranded boaters. And then uh, the next issue, she has to fight a couple monsters that rise from the ground. But at the same time, she's looking for a place to live and she gets put up in the garage of the sheriff that she's befriended. She goes to a diner to meet, uh, to see if she can get work. And it just so happens that the waitress is uh, also a hero in hiding, and her name. And we'll see how how much you remember uh, the how up you are on the Palmiati Gray Connor uh, DC Comics history. The girl's name is Atlee A T L E E. Do you know who she is? That would be the uh, the the other Terra from their miniseries. That is correct. Ding ding ding. Dap is right. So they, they introduced Terra in the Power Girl miniseries a couple way, I guess, what, probably what, five, six, seven years ago now, maybe even longer, geez. Um, it was sort of a reimagination of the Terra character. In this case, she is a little petite brunette with, uh, that grew up in an underground, uh, society, kind of like where the Mole Men would live in the Marvel Universe. Um, and she's imbued with, with Earth powers. So she is li- living here. So she and, uh, and, and Corey become fast friends. Um, there's an undercurrent throughout the whole first arc of this other character named Sorin, who is a doctor who can cure cancer, but in doing so, it's, it's slowly but surely killing him and making him, uh, insane in the process. And there's interaction there. Um, so it's just, uh, it's just a super fun book. We get to see lots of little cameos, lots of sight gags, uh, very, very funny because Corey is just a total fish out of water. Um, you know, traffic stops a lot when she's walking across the street and, uh, you know, guys are sort of pratfalling over her because they can't believe how gorgeous she is. And she just has no idea. Um, she often will 
walk out in the middle of the of of the street nude because she doesn't know any better. Uh, so it's just it's just a lot of fun, man. I, I have to say, like it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be very sad to see that this this kind of book go because I just think it's a perfect palate cleanser of a book for when you just want some good old fashioned fun. It's it's yeah. like um, I mean it would it's it would be it's almost like more like an Archie book, you know? I mean, like in in the sense that just how it's it's just silly and good natured, and uh, even though technically she's stopping world threatening things or or saving you know. Lots of people from near death. It just doesn't feel like ominous or dark. There's nothing dark about this book. No, there isn't. It's 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 clean. It's colorful. It's uh, so colorful. It, it is one of those. It's nice that it's it's a standalone, but lately it is. A, it's a breath of fresh air when you're looking at some of the other books that that have been going on since the New Fifty Two launched with DC, and and if, if those are a little bit heavy or on the the darker side of things like following the Robin war or even what's going on in Superman's corner. This is, uh, this is definitely one of those books. I think you could give this, this would be a great, um, gift exchange offering. Listen, I don't read much. Right. DC. I mean, you don't even right. have to have read any DC. This is not the Starfire from the Wolfman Perez, new teen Titans. It's not the, um, it's not the Starfire that we, were introduced to no. when the new 52 launched and, and she was hanging out with, with Red Hood and Arsenal. Stars. Yeah. And, and fucking everybody and not remembering, you know, it was just, this is, it really, when Jason first talked about it a few months ago, I did check out the first few issues and, and I did, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And, and it has been one of those things where I, um, it, it's not, one of the books where, okay, it just came out. I need to read this before everything else, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's definitely a nice book where it's like, Oh, okay. I got to catch up on that. I didn't read the latest issue. Let me read that. Now I'll read that before I go to bed or something like that. You don't, right. you're not bogged down with continuity. You don't have to worry about so many other crossovers. It's just, it, it's a nice change of pace. It's a nice surprise. It looks amazing. And yeah, uh, Emmanuel Lucchino is a, she's a, uh, <laughs> it's insane. A um, and, and yeah, and Amanda and Jimmy are just, are, are having fun writing some, some, some female characters that, uh, they may, I mean, Harley Quinn is not exactly, she's not really shying from, from the, the spotlight or anything, but it's, it's nice to know that, um, these characters can be written without, um, being mired in what everything, where everything else is happening in the DC universe. Yes, well said. So. Uh, yeah, and like I said, I, the, the second arc, and I guess final arc, or unless they're, they're squeezing a little mini third arc in, cause I haven't gotten that far. We are, um, we are one of Mr. Uh, Tom King's most important, uh, creations, or I guess reimaginations, uh, to his front and center. Oh, Mr. Nice. Mr. Grayson of Spiral. Well, he Fame. should be. He should be. So, yeah, so stay tuned, but really enjoying that book. And then, just in keeping with that, the other thing I read, which is just a single issue, was Harley's Little Black Book, issue number two, also written by Jimmy and Amanda. Uh, and by the way, whatever happened to Justin Gray? Is he like on the ounce? I think, I think he and, uh, Jimmy are kind of focusing on the Kickstarter stuff. Cool. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and this is by Mr., uh, Mr. Timms, uh, not Bruce Tim, uh, John Timms. Um, I talked about the first issue where she teamed up with Wonder Woman in London. And, uh, as you can see on the cover, if you've seen the cover, so I'm not giving anything away, she teams up with Hal. It's always been Hal, David. 
uh, Hal Jordan <laughs> in this issue. Um, basically, a somewhat in a homage to the original Hal Jordan origin story, a spaceship crashes in the desert. Two dudes that are camping there, kind of two two loser hipsters that are. Uh, the, the thing crashes, a giant alien woman comes out, there's a box, she hands the box to the two, two guys, rather than do what Hal did and open the box and take the ring and become a, a, uh, you know, protector of, of the universe, they actually decide to dismantle the ship and take the box and, uh, try and sell the stuff on, on eBay. <laughs> and, uh, Harley sees the listing for a Green Lantern ring on eBay and gets in a bidding war, but, uh, loses. Uh, but as anyone that's used eBay knows that sometimes when you lose a bid, there's some underhanded stuff where the seller will have other things to sell you and they'll reach out to you and say, hey, you lost this bid, but I've got something else if you'd like it. And that's exactly what happens. And they say, hey, you didn't win the Green Lantern ring, but we've got another ring and it's only 5000 bucks if you want it. So, of course, Harley buys it. And uh, it is a combination of the red and the black rings. Oh, Jesus. Which, again... Clever, considering her costume and yep. right, her color scheme. But that's a bad combination, right? Because it's death and rage. Yeah. So Harley puts it on and becomes, as you might imagine, one hell of a destructive evil biatch. It starts laying waste to things. Hal gets involved. They battle. Uh, but as with all things in these types of team-up books, um, the, the tide turns and, and, and eventually she... Is, uh, is freed from the possession of said ring and, and teams up with Hal to try and defeat the, the larger villain at play. Um, it's, uh, the, the cool thing about these Harley's Little Black Book series is they are, uh, quarterly and they're, um, they're oversized. It's like 48 pages. Uh, oh, just like the old Justice League quarterlies from back in the exactly. day. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun and, um, just more of the same. You don't, by, by no means do you need to have any familiarity with the ongoing Harley series. To enjoy these issues, these are like Brave and the Bold type of things. But, you know, if you are reading the Harley series, then they do have definite linkages to it such that you feel like it's worth your time. So, um, good stuff. I, I love what they're doing, and uh, I feel like they're just having a blast at home. And uh, I hope there's a big place at the table in the new DC for them as well. I don't think that's going to be in question. I think there'll be a, a nice uh, big space. I hope so. They sell books. Why wouldn't there be? Right? Yeah, and you know, they've done a nice job curating. I, I don't know for sure that they've picked the artists on these books, but they seem to, if, if it's not them and it's an editor, then they're doing a great job because while Chad Hardin and Lupacino and Tim's aren't the same by any stretch, they still all have that same quality that I think you need for this kind of book, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, Amanda obviously would, would do, would, would slay any of these books if she was drawing them herself. But, uh, it's that same type of thing that the, the, you know, the curvy, almost cheesecakey women, which mm-hmm. is requisite for this kind of, of story, but, but, uh, very colorful, very, very, uh, fluid, you know, lots and lots of, of, of motion and great facial expressions. All four of these, like, I'm including Amanda in this, all four are just great at facial expressions, which I think is essential for a humor book. Because it's so much the story is told in the conversation. Um, so yeah, man, hat tip to DC. I, I, I know their, uh, I know their sales are like at all time lows and they're, they're rebo- rebooting everything because of it. But, uh, but there are pockets of stuff that are going on between this stuff and 
what Tom was doing with Grayson and Omega Man. And, you know, there's there's been lots of good comics within this uh, run of DC, even if maybe they, in many people's eyes, lost their, their narrative, like the more broad narrative, you know? Yeah. There you have it. I'm good. I like it. Handing the mic over. <laughs> Tossing the baton to someone else. Oh, boy, David. Yeah, go for it, Vince. You gotta tell me what you're reading. I will. I've been, there's things that I've, I'm a little scattered. I, I, well, that should come as a surprise to nobody, but I, this past, these past few days, um, I just, I haven't, I read a couple of pages of something or a couple of issues of something. I jump on something else and, and it's, it's, um, it makes for some pretty shitty planning when you're doing a podcast. So you can talk about it couple different things but uh and and can i just say i'm i'm kind of not i should be um i'm, I'm a little distracted because it's it's fucking the ninth day in march and i have my window open and the ceiling fan because it's about 65 degrees outside and it is gorgeous so i'm getting that spring like feeling going through the house that scent like after you've opened the windows that have been closed for a few months and it's just it, it's a little sooner than expected and that's kind of um don't rocking my world right thing. now i'm sorry you love that though right i do man i it's yeah. just it's so i mean that's you and renee live the i for those, for those three time. days of, of of nice weather that we get um but i i did read uh i Read the, uh, to, to, to bring it over to Marvel for a minute. Oh, see, I didn't want to do this because it's really, I, I don't, I don't want to go down that negative hole. Um, oh. yeah, no, I just, it's, it's the start of a, a new event and I'm not really, um, thrilled with, okay. So here we are with, with Drax number four, uh, written by Mr. CM Punk and Cullen Bunn. Uh, beautifully drawn by Mr. Scott Hepburn and, uh, Drax. Shout out to Scott. Got some yes. art coming, coming my way from him next week. Beautiful. From, from Drax or something else? Uh, both. Okay. From page, page from Drax and, uh, and a commission. You will have to, um, can't he just one? Send me the link. Can't he just one, man? Is he, is he going to be a C2E2 or is his rep yes. going to be a C2E2? Paolo will be there, as will Scott. Beautiful. Okay, good. Um, so the again, as as mentioned, uh, Drax and Rocket and Groot from the first issue of this series uh, finished handling uh, some business, and they wanted to kind of take a break. So uh, Rocket loaned. Drax, a, a ship, which was a piece of junk. It ended up crashing on a planet. The bartender happens to also, uh, know her way around a garage and a spaceship show. So she is going to, um, help him fix it, uh, providing he'll kind of help with this whole uh, dilemma that they have. There's a mystery of, of where the kids in, uh, the, from the neighborhood are all disappearing to, uh, so Drax at the bar bumps in to that old Galactus Herald Terax and, uh, mm. and, and they, they, they have a few drinks and, and Terax is all about his axe 
and uh, somebody. he 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 is he's not really all there, but it's it's still a uh, they have some great conversations. Anyway, Drax gets to the bottom of it, finds out where the kids are being taken, and uh, is face to eye to the um, big bad the 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 individual the creature who is doing the abducting and, and i'm being vague because i really don't want to spoil it for vince so uh the fourth issue picks up where pretty much right after that after drax gets captured uh and and in in true gladiator fashion everybody who is a prisoner uh, wearing these collars and uh, they all have to fight and uh for the the creature's amusement and there is a um there's a uh torgo who kind of looks a little bit like uh, uh a celestial recorder he just he's he's got this weird look to him uh but i dig it it's very barrel chested and and he he's pretty much beaten every every other every opponent he's faced every other prisoner uh but Drax Drax only lives to fight against Thanos and uh the collar is actually forcing him to um to fight actually the 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 collar is um keeping him in check and he and and, and Drax are facing off against Torgo uh, the, the collar is actually manipulating Terax and, and so Terax is now attacking Drax. It's, it's kind of like a, a, a free for all. All, all three are trying. Drax isn't really trying to beat the crap out of Terax, but he's, he's trying to defend against Terax while also making sure Torgo doesn't go too ham on him. Uh, but the, 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 the fight scene, the whole thing, plays out really well. Hepburn can move a story along. The, the, the action is really, um, it's, you're not wondering, you know, how do we get from one panel to the other? If you punched him here and why is he over on it? it it's just, it, there's, it's, it's solid. I don't know what the, um, I don't know what the ratio is between, uh, just like it is with, with Grayson, with, with Tim and Tom. I don't know where, where Cullen picks up, or, or, or if Punk is doing the heavy lift, I'm not sure who's, who's doing what, but as far as what, uh, how the story is, is being told, uh, Scott does a fantastic job of, of bringing it to life and the way, the way our heroes kind of get out of the predicament in this issue, um, maybe a little on the predictable side you may have seen coming, but the way it plays out was still, still well done and it, it's, uh, it was neat to see it all happen in this issue because then you get to the uh, the end of the issue and and they all have to um now it looks like we're going to uh the the three lion bots are going to form one 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 super lion bot and, and and take on the uh the, the enemy but it's it's still man if yeah i need to see some of these pages i, I i'm dying to find out how detailed scott is on them they uh i would not mind having a page from the series but it's it, it's still a lot of fun it's not and it's it's a standalone series aside from seeing rocket and Groot in, in the first issue 
this is this is just Drax. This is just the Drax book. It's not you know, you don't have to you don't have to read Guardians of Infinity or, or Guardians of the Galaxy or, or Rocket and Root to find out what's going on in Drax. Everything is um pretty much here on these pages in, in this book. So I um I definitely recommend Drax. I don't know. Um I I I'm enjoying it. I'm 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 in the moment with this. I'm not I'm not concerned about, you know, what's next or what's gonna happen when they get off this planet or you know, is 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 Drax ever gonna yeah, I, I'm not I just I'm enjoying it for what it is. I'm not uh I'm not looking for anything beyond what what we're getting in this book each month. But I dig it a lot and, and I think uh I think folks will. If if they aren't if they aren't reading it, if they're waiting for the trade or whatever, grab it when it comes out, I think you'll have a lot of fun with it. So when we meet Punk, are we supposed to call him Punk? Oh, man. For a guy that's trying to shoe being a wrestler. He, he, yeah, but I'm pretty sure. Phil? I don't know if he's going to go by Phil with the UFC. Oh, I guess you're right. I mean, he's always been Punk. He's always been the Chicago made Punk, so I do not know if he's going to, uh, we'll ask him and, you know, CM. I don't know. Well, let's, let's find out. Yeah, CMP like chocolate marshmallow peanuts. <laughs> Damn, I can't wait. He's gonna love us. He really oh, is. Yeah. He really is. Sure. He's gonna be our new bestie. For real. Now I, I want to talk about something that wasn't on my list, but I read the first issue. Mm-hmm. Uh we'll get to the meat in a couple seconds, but I want I just want to see if you guys read this, what your opinions are of it. Um it appeared on a, a new fifty two worst of list. Okay. Which I mean, I can't speak to the story. It, I, think, I believe there were nine issues to date published. I can't really speak to the story because there are people and beings and events in the first issue with which I have no experience. I don't know who some of these people are. And I don't really care because um, the art on this thing was absolutely mind-blowing. Okay. And I hesitate to recommend it because if it made it to the worst of list, there must be something really wrong with the storytelling somewhere along the line. But I, as of this first issue, I can't really tell if the story is going to take a wicked bad turn because the art is astounding. And it's it, it was drawn by Patrick Gleason. Okay. And, and it was written by Patrick Gleason, too, which may be the part, I don't know, that, that turned some people uh, sour. Mick Gray did the inks. Uh, John Kelly's did the color. Uh, it's Robinson of Batman, number one. Did any of you read this? Uh, no, I did not because you should know I am not the, um. Oh, I already know you don't like Damien. Right. Yeah. But just in terms of visuals, the cover's astounding. This, this, this Goliath dog bat thing that Damien has in tow. The design is amazing. There, there, there's one page where, where Goliath and Damien, Damien's on Goliath's back and he's busting out of this castle and there's guns firing in the foreground and he's pushing this, this, this character through the wall and, and, and people are attacking and shooting with, with machine guns. It is an amazing page. It's phenomenal. Now, I don't know if it's, it's, if it's like my, my easily, um, distracted nature like big red creature wow gotta look at it you know but 
I'm just talking design, the the drawing ability, the the composition, the color. Everything about this book is a phenomenal. Wow, how how does this book get on a worst of list? I don't get it. Hmm. Jason, did you ever read it? Uh, Jason's laptop logged them off, so we can do some Windows updates. <laughs> nice. That's not funny. But th- then there's a um, a flashback sequence with with Damien and 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 Grayson and they're standing over Talia's grave and the the, the bats up in the tree and it's just it, it goes all somber and and cold and blues and grays and it's this visually it's an amazing freaking book. And and I'm just going to stick with it and read all the issues to date just to see where where it all goes wrong because I can't find out where in the first issue. It's 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 a pleasure to look at these pages. Yeah. You know, it's like the best of the Green Lantern time yeah. with Glee, with Gleason. He's really, really good. Um, little the cartooniness, I think, is an asset to his style because it makes like there, there's one pa- a page where Damien um, kicks this fat guy in the face, or no, he, he kicks him and punches him in the face. And you know, there's teeth flying all over. And and Damien is kind of cartoony, like his his facial feature. It's like Waringo, where Waringo could get away with a little bit cartooniness yeah. in the face because he could draw like a son of a bitch everywhere else. You know, not to say that cartooniness equals lower drawing ability. That's not what I'm implying at all. But there there are there are moments of stark realism in this where Damien looks like the age he should and and it's rendered semi-realistically and then there are other pages where you know the human jaw doesn't move like that and it's car- it's cartoonish but it works for Gleason it works really well and it's, it's like holy cow oh man uh, but it's called um year of blood it's part 1 i don't know how many parts there to it but i'm going to read it all because i i th- wow a big big thumbs up but again uncharted waters Maybe the, the the teeming masses know something that I don't, um, and have panned it. No, you see, now the thing is this. All right, we when the new Fifty Two started, mm-hmm. we had our favorites. Among them, Omac. Last eight yes. issues. Okay, which was sad. Frankenstein, Agent of Shade. I don't know how many issues that lasted. Um, we there's two trades. Okay, we enjoyed. The original arc or two of Deathstroke. Yeah. And then they took Higgins and Bennett and T-Bear off. And, and so they, when it comes to someone who wants to say this is the best and worst of the new 52, I, unlike, yeah. unlike other things which are a little bit more, uh, like if someone said, oh, the whole Winter Soldier return, that, that sucked. You could kind of be like, all right, now you're just being a contrarian. But for someone to say, okay, this is what was great about the new 52 and this is what that's, I'm really gonna, it's going to be hard for me to honestly look at that and go, yeah, I, I, without a doubt, this is what's not, there, there's so many variables in, in that launch. And, and yeah, I, and we, we give all the first issues a shot. We stuck with some of them. We've gone back to a couple. I mean, I'm, I'm really happy with where Justice League is right now. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. there are some things where, you know, and if, but if it wasn't for the new 52, and I enjoyed Nightwing when it started, 
I didn't stick with that after the first handful of issues. But if we didn't have the new 52 and where some of those stories went, we wouldn't have the kick-ass Grayson right now. So I, I can't, and you're enjoying this, this Robin book. And, and I, um, well, I enjoyed the first issue. Let's just say, okay. That. But, you know, I, I have the other ones. I will read them. But, again, it was just a head-scratcher to think that um, I'm being entirely superficial here. It's very pretty. It, the the drawing ability in this book is astounding. Oh, yeah. No, Gleason's amazing. Yeah. Um, and the man does not shirk from the backgrounds. No, he does not. No. Um, occasionally, he will you know, edit to create some atmosphere, but there are some incredibly dense panels in this thing. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. And then there are other panels where Goliath is flying with Damien um, in his Claude and, uh, you know, in his talons and not a whole lot of background going on, but he is in the air. So, you know, whatever take. T- uh, and it, you know, we don't need backgrounds to, to make or break sequential art, but some people, um, they, they need them every once in a while. They like their backgrounds. They do. They do like them. I just, I just like to be, to be wowed. And, and, and this book really wowed me. So I'm going to stick with it. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. I was, I was, my AD, uh, D or whatever, uh, kicked in. And, and I remembered reading it and I just wanted to praise it because I thought it was an exceptional, uh, visual <laughs> treat. Uh, let's see. What I did want to talk about. Is he back yet? No, he's not. What's going on with him? I'm upset. But anyway, we'll add him whenever he gets around to it. Um, long relationships are kind of awesome and kind of shitty at the same time, right? Yeah. I, I, I've had a, a, a long relationship with a magazine. Um, and it, it has gone the way of, of most relationship. You know, in the beginning, you're all hot and heavy and everything is amazing and every little thing that this entity does, you know, garners your attention in some way and, and it's, it's all good. And then, you know, some things can turn sour after a while. And I am, of course, talking about heavy metal. Yes, you are. The, the initial years, of my relationship with heavy metal were all good. All good. I mean, it just seemed like every story was legendary. You had Mobius. You had Corbin. You had, uh, Druyer. You had Tardy. You had all these amazing artists, one right after the other, rights. And, and it's just like, how did they fit all this awesome under two covers? This is phenomenal. And it went on for years and years. Like heavy metal, there was a stretch where heavy metal was godlike for a, you know, long period of time. And then you get the current heavy metal, which I have to admit, more often than not, leaves me cold. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of filler in the new heavy metal. And I, you know, it may be, it may be Eastman, you know, just doesn't care. I, I find that kind of hard to believe, but maybe the money ain't all that great, and he he takes what he can get. And it seems like he's partnered or cozied up to, at the very least, Asylum Press, because there's a lot of things in the last stretch of of heavy metals that I remember reading in Asylum books, and I remember seeing artists in Asylum books. And you know, you say Frank Forte, boom, that 
you know, that's a big red flag that there's some, some asylum stuff going on here. But she's, which is okay, cause I like asylum stuff. And then Steve Mannion has been appearing in heavy metal, which that's not a drawback, right? Steve Mannion, yeah, I'll take it. But, the, the recent issues, nah, son, they're, they're just, it's heavy metal in name only. And I expect it to not get any better when Mr. Morrison comes on. You know, but, I will say but, enthusiastically, because there is a two-part um, story that appears in Heavy Metal 278 and 279. It's it's actually a reprinted graphic novel in two parts. That's, you know, that's the tendency at Heavy but Metal. You know, sh- sh- what? We've talked at length in the past, as early as last week, as recently as last week, with an anthology, you're not going to get... Not everything's going to float your boat. You're going to get something that you're going to like. You're going to get something that you're not real keen on. Hopefully, the good outweighs the bad. You're telling me that there are a total of four pages in these two issues. How many pages per per book? 48, 50, you, something, 60 pages? What are, you, what are you saying four pages? You said there's two store, two pages. No, no, no. There's two parts. There's a graphic novel broken up into two parts. I thought you said I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I may have, but no, I'm not saying that. Um, But if these, uh, you know, I'm not going to go there. Uh, If if this serial was not in in the recent issues of Heavy Metal, there wouldn't be a whole lot, you know, to write home about. And when you got Enki Bailao leading off and even he can't do it, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a Bailao... Serial that leads off both of these issues and I'm not feeling it. I'm just, I'm just, it's just, it's tepid. It's lukewarm. It's, it's not even, it's bilal and it ain't good. Right? No. So whatever. Um, I hate to be a downer, but the bright light at the end of this tunnel is there is some awesomeness in heavy metal of late and it comes from the hand of the man. That gave us, David's going to get it right off the bat, Digital Justice. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's going back, right? Holy crap. Pepe Moreno, Digital Justice. Remember back in the day? Wowzers. Yeah, this is called Kong. Gene Kong, specifically. And and what it is, it's... I prefer stories about his cousin Redonkey, but... (laughs) It's a, again, you know, it's inspired by one of the all-time classic stories, Jekyll and Hyde. It's a Jekyll and Hyde story, but, um, set in New York City, and I'll get more specific towards the end of this. I don't want to, you know, shoot, shoot my wad, uh, initially. Um, Eugene works the night shift, uh, as a custodian at Biotech Labs, which are not Godzilla. No, only some people get that. So, uh, but I mean, he's, he doesn't do anything major. He's menial stuff. He cleans up. He, he does, um, inventory. You know what I mean? He's like a lap dog, uh, to, to the, to the, the people that run the place. And it's like he gets shit thrown at him from people he works with. You know, hey, you know, I got something to do. Can you, can you go into the vivisection room, clean up for me? Like Gene is a, Gene is a doormat. He's a punching bag. And he, he's skinny, Asian. Uh, character walks around the city, sees the 
the filth and smells the urine and sees the hookers in the trannies on the corner and the the sex uh, all over the place and he's just like he's lost he's, he's but there's one thing that gene does love and that's genetics see gene after he's done with all his menial stuff he does these secret experiments he uses the facilities to do secret um experiments and um he has discovered the key to unlocking the secrets of genetic engineering it's a stretch but come on it's science fiction just just take it for granted right um he he makes a chameleon it's a great panel too he's got a chameleon named zelig how perfect is that right that um can turn into like checkerboard um his skin can turn checkerboard uh he has uh, another a chameleon that can mimic the graphics on a Pepsi can. Um, so Gene's doing all these experiments. He's having great success and he's recording them too, right? Uh, but unbeknownst to Gene, the management's also recording them. Secret cameras. And uh, one night, Gene's watching the TV and he sees his boss on TV who has just discovered the secrets of genetic engineering. Gene's like, what the frig, Right? So he's pissed. He's not going to take it no more. So he goes back to work. Uh, he goes to the to the uh the zoo and he gets a sample of silverback gorilla DNA. Does his little magic on it, injects himself. But when he's on the subway, um something happens. And these two ne'er-do-wells um start raping this this young girl. And previously, Gene saw someone beat to shit on the subway and just didn't even say anything. Just turn the other cheek. Just, oh, I don't want to get involved, man. I'm, I'm not, I just, no, I'm, I'm a, I'm a skinny little dude. I'm just not getting involved. I'll get the shit kicked out of me. I'm scared. Why do I want to do this? I don't want to get involved, right? But now the serum kicks in and he goes all Bernie gets on these guys. He rips these dudes. He, he turns into an Asian silverback gorilla without the hair massive guy ripped huge muscles and and the, the girls in the corner her shirts all jacked up her pants are all pulled up and she's like looking and there's blood everywhere in this in the subway car like he just he does a fucking number on these guys um there are events that happen in between but i i will not get into specifics because it's it's part of the part of the story but and here's where it goes a little foul right this is in part two gene becomes kong savior of new york city the people love him but his me his you know methodology is kind of extreme right i mean in gene's little broken down tenement building he and this old lady are the last ones in there and the the uh the the, the landlord who is in cahoots with the drug dealers um are just like you, you know you didn't pay your your rent you're out and he kicks the old lady out. Gene, Gene's apartment gets used as a shooting gallery. Any kind of provocation to Gene kicks that serum in. He grabs the landlord's head and just mashes it against the wall. Just pushes it against the wall and you see the eyes pop out and the brains shoot out. The, this thing is super violent, right? But it's so beautifully drawn. Like there's one panel. Gene is in Kong mode and he's jumping across the crowd and Nothing's left to the imagination. This big old dick just swinging, 
right? And there's people looking up, and you got this hairless Asian gorilla with a with a big old dick swinging, and it's just like wow. But it it, it ties into the 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 uh, the concept here. This is not just New York City. This is my New York City. This is the New York City of the '80s before they friggin' ruined it. It's it's Forty Second Street with the peep shows and the sex uh you know dens and and the grindhouse cinemas and the 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 kung fu movies and hookers and trannies all over the place it it starts off with a tranny committing suicide she's beautiful and she's up on top of the building she's like i can't take it no more and when they show her she's a beautiful woman but she's got a big old sausage hanging between her legs right she flings herself off the building splat and you see the blood like nothing is left to the imagination in this book but here like i said here's where it goes a little foul when gene hulked out on the on the subway and saved sandy he left his briefcase there and she found his business card in there i don't know why a custodian at you know a biotech lab would have a card that says you know i'm I'm nobody, but he had a card, and so she 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 finds him, and she falls in love with him, like the 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 victim falls in love with her savior, and there's a panel where it's just Gene and Sandy just like bonking uglies, and at one part he hulks out, and she's like, oh yeah, like that's a little trite, that's a little cliched, like the 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 victim falling in love with her 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 um. Her savior, it pushes the, I don't know, I just thought it was in bad taste, but the, the whole thing's in bad taste, right? Sure. Yeah. And it, so it, it's just some, it's an amazing thing to look at. The, the depiction of New York City in the 80s is uber accurate. Everything is exactly how I remember it. The, 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 you can smell the, the urine. Oh. That's how, how realistically it's rendered. I love this thing. I, I s- s- seriously think, that they did more harm than good when they cleaned up <laughs> Times, Times Square. No, really, they did. Um, it, it was, it was a, a joy to be able to go to New York City and walk down 42nd Street and never know whether you were going to get stabbed, beat up, robbed. Like, that was exciting to me as a, as a teenager. I thought that was the great, I still do. It's still the greatest city on the planet, but when it was dangerous and dirty and filthy and and there were, you know, all the movies that I love in one spot. Like you could go see, uh, you know, a splatter movie, go across the street and see a, uh, a kung fu film and, you know, people be throwing up and dead and, and fucking in the seats next to you. That was my New York City. And I loved it. And, and it's, he, Pepe Moreno made it real in this book. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Good old Pepster. It's the, it's the bright spot in, in a whole, uh, J.K. Woodward's in it, and the art's great, but like the story does absolutely nothing for me. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's okay. I could say that J.K. Woodward's an accomplished illustrator. He, he does good stuff, but the story it just falls flat. So I have a subscription to Heavy Metal. I'll probably renew just so I want to see how how far down Morrison's going to drag it. Wow. Uh, no, hey, I'm I'm being honest. I don't think he's the right fit for Heavy Metal. I don't. He's going to try and be ultra trendy and it's just, it's just not going to work. Heavy metal traditionally is fantastic drawing by accomplished European illustrators. That's what heavy metal is and Richard Corbin, right? Yeah. 
that's my heavy metal. And we all have our own versions of things, right? Like my New York City, people probably hated my, my New York City. Son of Sam, Bernie Getz, just, and there's the, the New York Trade Center appears in, in many panels. And it's just like, Aw, I miss that. <laughs> I miss it. So if you're looking for dirty, grungy, grimy New York City and you want to read uh, a great graphic novel, yeah, I call it great, by Heavy Metal um, 279 and 278 because it's in there. Or you can just seek out the original, but it's probably not going to be cheap because it's probably an import or something. So, yeah. This is new. This is new to me. What's new to you? This whole thing. You should look into um, vintage heavy metal. Why don't you bring? Uh, why don't you bring some issues in your suitcase? How about I just give you my my digital collection? Because huh. my my originals don't come out of the, of the boxes. Mm. All right. Yeah, I get it. It's heavy metal is legendary. It, well, it, I don't mean heavy I, metal I, itself is new to me. I just mean this story. Oh yeah, I can bring these. That's no problem. It's dirty. What else do we have? You, you guys, you can't let me down. What else do we have Just here? Let you down. I, I, I need to hear talk. I need to be entertained. Entertain me. You always entertain. You actually speak. You do entertain me. Let's see. It's been a it's been a busy week for me. I haven't read a ton. Um, normally, Vince, we count on you for a good hour and a half of the. It's true. It's true. I could. I can go on. I no, I got a. I got a shout out to uh, our boy Andrew McLean. Headlopper number three came out. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, nice. Another oversized book. The journey continues. Um. I, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil this. Uh, it just came out. It's brand spanking new. So, uh, but I will say that it's. Uh, it, it is. Our protagonist has. Um. People coming at him in lots of different directions. Wow. He's, uh, I mean, much like Conan would sometimes find himself in a position where he thinks things are finally settling down and actually it's just the opposite. Kind of like, kind of that vibe, this issue. He's set up on a, a new reality, if you will, but I mean, we the reader know that it's not going to go anywhere near as well as I think he would think it's going to. Hmm. So, you know, I'll leave it at that. I'll, I'll just say it's a strong well, well, issue. It's uh, another oversized issue because it's quarterly. Uh, and as with all Headlopper quarterlies, it's got kick-ass um, pinups by other artists in the back. And uh, the first pinup you see when you get to the end of this, of this arc, Scotty. I knew it. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dude, dudes everywhere like horse shit. Right. His Trump thing was right. You are warriors. Horse shit everywhere, but... Pennsylvania. Uh, now, Jason, what do you think the odds are we'll get a big old oversized hardcover of this headlopper? Uh, think, think we're good? Probably. That's what I want. Yeah, I mean, probably. I, I don't see why not. I mean, I have no inside information on that front, but yeah. Image well, is always good with the reprints and... Not anymore. We don't have inside information. What? We don't have inside information anymore. Oh, from Ron. Yeah. Oh, right. True. True. Those, those are the gravy days. <laughs> yeah, those were nice. Damn fool. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Shit. 
I know, right? I'm just happy. Nice. Yeah, because it's a week away. No, I li- I like the headlock a lot. I do. Yeah, it's strong. It's real strong. I mean, it uh, is. it's just uh, wild map fun, you know? Barbarian to the gate, quite literally. It takes a, a very strong, confident illustrator to uh, leave out stuff. Right. And a- Andrew McLean knows just what to put in and, you know, everything else. Just let, let it go. He's, he's good. He's really good. No, but you're right. Everybody, I mean, the thing that's good about him is just very, very spare. Very spare line work. Yeah, yeah. I love it. No, I, I think that's the strength. It, and it, and it's, it, it, that comes from confidence. You can't, you know, somebody be seeing these guys that just jump on the scene. It's like, oh man, look how detailed that is. Yeah, that's great. You know, and I appreciate right. that. Right. Yeah. Right. But if you, if you could do all you those lines, story with a few lines. In maybe, maybe three lines, yeah. four lines. And yeah, you got my attention. You should see this creature that, that he fights. Uh, he and his colleague fight. It's, it's essentially a giant blue scorpion, but it's, Ooh. uh, it's got these nasty protuberances all over its body. And Teats? Like, sort of like, yeah, almost like udders. Ooh. And then the tail, instead of having a stinger, it's got this really freaky looking clown face. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> this is in issue three? Yeah. Oh, man, I gotta get on that. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I don't know what it is about, I mean, I, I dig the style a lot. I, I love that it isn't so, Super detailed. It reminds me. It's weird. It, it it's kind of like an adult, a grown up version of Adventure Time. That's a good comparison. Oh, very good, David. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, ding ding just, ding. I mean, the way the, the way the lines are. It it is. It's just it. Yes, it, it serves. It just. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a giggling. I just, I, I, it, it's, it's another one that, you know, I, I see it's out and, and okay, I'm, I'm going to read it and enjoy it. But yeah, it's, it's a bummer that it's not, I mean, I'm glad it's, it comes out at a schedule where he can maintain and, and, and tell the story he wants to tell. Um, really smart. And it's, though. and, and I mean, and, and you're getting, you, I mean, it's, it's a shitload of pages in each book. So, uh, right. It's, but he was it's, smart to do the first issue when it was in the can and say, you know what? I already got this done. Let's give him a little bit more. Give me some, some, some lead time. Yeah. So now he can produce it. Yeah. Yeah. That was smart. You're not lying. Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, it's one of those books where it's like, okay, you know, now that it's, now that it's out, I know I got to read it. It's just, it, it's not always on the, on the tip of my tongue, but it's, it, it's good stuff. Yeah. It sure is. I decided to, and again, it, it, Vince was talking about his, uh, ADHD earlier and, and it was kind of like that for me as well. Even the last time, the last time we were in Chicago, I came home with, um, the clap. <laughs> That's because you <laughs> gave it to me. The, uh, it, I came home with the complete run of, uh, of Cyforce. Mm. And and it's just oh, one of those yeah, things Paul where love, and, yeah. well that was that, well that that was Tex and and no I guess, I'm saying I know where you're going but yeah yeah, yeah. and and that's yeah she started the show off with that but um and I was I was thinking because of um I was well we were 
ramping up and, and, and making all the arrangements and everything to make it back to Chicago for C2E. So I figured, you know, it'd be cool if I, I found, you know, another one of those dealers who were selling massive sets, um, providing they're not, you know, fucking crazy price. You get executioner song for $75. No, I'm good. Son. Thanks. <laughs> Keep walking. And, uh, but I would, I would really like to, um, to see if I could find a complete run of DP seven. And I realize now that I can, well, even before this week, I, I could have seen a dealer or two try to jack the price up because, Oh, if you want blur from squadron Supreme, here's his original series. They could jack up the price for that. But now because Paul Ryan was the penciler when the series started, um, who passed away earlier this week. Yeah, rest in peace, Mr. Ryan. Seriously. Um, I could see them trying to. So, I mean, it's still, it's still, it's not the goal for me next week when, when, when we're shopping in, in Chicago, but I, uh, I will be on the lookout for a complete DP7 run, but it was, uh. Do you think a, a God-fearing American would raise the price of something just because someone died? <laughs> David. <laughs> Who would ever? I know. It's just, it's inconceivable. Um, but yeah, I was, I was thinking about, uh, and, and Paul Ryan is one of those dudes who he, we, we kind of cringe when people throw around the word underrated because that, that usually just means, oh, this is one of my favorite artists that nobody else talks about. <laughs> it doesn't mean that they're Frank underrated. And Frank Robin. It's just, you know, it's, it's like no one's really just brought him up recently, mm-hmm. but Paul's a guy, I mean, he, Iron Man, DP7, uh, Squadron Supreme, you had, uh, Avengers. He, he did some mm-hmm. Superman work at DC. He was doing the Phantom Daily Strip, uh, in the newspaper. The, the man was working. The man was busy. Um, he, uh, and, and he seems like one of those really cool down to earth dudes. Uh, when news of his death came out, the, uh, the number of artists that that we follow on on Facebook. I mean, and everybody, nobody has anything. It's not. Oh, you know, if you can't uh, if you can't say anything nice about somebody, or I don't want to speak ill of the dead. But you know, nobody has ever said. I haven't seen one person say anything negative about Paul Ryan. And and dude just dude was solid. I mean, he was doing at one point when he was with Marvel, he was doing like two books a month. Um, mm-hmm. He was he, he he good or bad. He gave us, uh, he gave us Sue Storm with that hideous outfit. The, the cutout. Uh, yeah. and still sexy and, though. And thing with the helmet and she, and, and you know, so there were, it, it's, but he and, he and Tom DeFalco were on, on the Fantastic Four for a really long time. Uh, and his, I his know, work uh, was solid. He, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, our boy Sean Pryor loved him on uh, Iron Man. Yeah, and that was, that was written by John Byrne. And mm-hmm. it was, uh, and, and the art was strong on that. It wasn't one of, um, it may not have been my favorite Iron Man armor, but it was, it, it, it wasn't as, as, as wacky or crazy looking as some of the others. It was, it was a good look. It fit his style. It, it he may not have been like super flashy, uh, but he, no, he, no, he that's told the a story and it was, and it, 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 whether he was telling a story about you know, whether it was the Fantastic Four, which is all about science and crazy adventures, or it was, um, the Avengers or DP7, which of course was, was years earlier 
but still, I mean, these are just, you know, seven dudes, normal looking dudes who, who have powers and it's a little bit more, more down to earth or, or grounded in reality than the Fantastic Four or Iron Man or the Avengers. But, um, no, he, he could do, and I've, you know, seeing some of his commissions and some of the sketches that, that, that people have been putting on display since, since he passed, it's, you know, the, the dude, he's, he never lost it. It's not like, you know, he still had it. it it's just his, he, you've seen him, you may have seen him grow from, from the new universe days and, and, and recently, but it, it wasn't, uh, we, we have all talked about dudes who it's like, yeah, remember when he used to draw and, and it was, or when he could draw and that was never the case, uh, with Paul Ryan. It was solid stuff. And, and he usually was paired with, um, with anchors who, uh, who did him justice. There was a, uh, he, he did do one story, which was absolutely at the time, um, pretty amazing. Unfortunately, um, Vinny Coletta inked the Amazing Spider-Man annual where Peter and Mary Jane got married. Um, but he, he drew that. So, I mean, that's one of those things where it's like, you know, well, who drew the issue? And, and then it's Paul Ryan. So he is, whether, you know, he's, he, he's a trivia answer or anything like that, but it's, he's, he, he drew a lot of the books that I enjoyed reading growing up and, and generally, I mean, it's like, you know, when you look back at, at Greg Capullo on Quasar or, or, you know, just one of those guys where it's like, Hey, I remember when he drew that and, and whatever happened to him. And he's just, it, it's a name that you remember from the time you were growing up reading comics. And, um, it, it just, it blew me away when I, when I opened the Facebook the other morning and, and, and saw the news from his cousin. But yeah. How about Alex Saviuk's tribute? It was great. That was great. That was great because yeah, they, they great. and again, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's, and it's, and that was, these guys were from that era where they did work more closely together than the dudes who, you know, like, like Scotty sending Jake Parker a, uh, a script for Rocket Rat. I mean, you know, it's like guys who actually see each other in the offices once or twice a week as, as opposed to just, you know, emails because they're on the other side of the country or the other side of the world. Um, and that was, yeah, it was, and, and, uh, damn, I was just thinking about that. He, he, um, not, he, I, I didn't realize that, uh, because I wasn't really reading anything from this publisher, but I forgot that, uh, that Paul did work for CrossGen. Oh yeah. Yep. Completely blew me away, but, um. I bought all the CrossGen. I didn't buy any. You really? I don't think I read. The only CrossGen I remember reading was a preview thanks to Wizard. It was one of the, it, it, it was bundled with a magazine, but I didn't read really any. I, I love the idea of it. I love the whole bullpen and, you know, you come down to Florida and you work here and this is what, but it just, and it wasn't that the the characters or, or the titles, the, the stories, I think were going to grab me. I was also, it, it was a time for me where I wasn't doing a lot of reading because I, couldn't afford to. So there were just some mm. things. It, even it's not like, oh, I started it, but I had to drop it. It was just, it was right at that time where it's like, I can't bother going after anything though. Dug it a lot, well, man. Dug when, it a lot. Oh, good. When you're in Chicago, look for negation back issues. Tony Bedard and Paul Pelletier. Oh my God. 
Back in it's the so good. early days of our show, um, I ordered almost all the cross-gen stuff from my comic shop. Mm. And oh, nice. uh, talked about a lot of that back many, many years ago. So I forgive you guys for not remembering. And there was even talk of like, oh, maybe, maybe Marvel's going to, you know, publish some phone books or something now that they, you know. I know. It. And all I we know. had when was they like, tried to redo the cross-gen, yeah. I was hoping <laughs> that we'd get all the reprints, but we never did. It's like, yeah, no. So. I would be- well, you, don't, you don't really need the reprints because they're they're out right. there. No, you and, can get them cheap. Like I said, I got them. I mean, this is what seven, eight years ago I'm talking about, but I got them from my comic shop at the time for like not even a buck an issue, and we're talking like mint and bag. Yeah. Did you get Forge and Edge, or did you get the singles? No, I got all the singles for oh, every okay. run. All right. So then when? So we will. I right, I'll I'll have a um. I'll kind of have a little bit of a list going on as as to what I'm. I'm looking for. Well, we'll discuss it next week, but I'll, I'll let Jeff yeah, that yeah. list. Um, but so in connecting to that, as far as what was your uh, favorite? Well, I'm sorry. What was your, what was your favorite Vince? Um, negation, probably. Well, what about uh, like the, the four? I'm like, what about the four main, like the original titles? Um, Scion was great. Mm-hmm. I did not care for the Greg Land book. Uh, what was the female archer? Um, the, 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 come on, give me a, That's give me, the one give that, me a, uh, Greg Land drew, is it? Yeah. Oh, was yeah, it? Okay. Greg, yeah, Greg Land drew it. Uh, shit. What was the name of the book? Not Meridian. No. Um, well, was it Sojourn? Sojourn oh, was it? Oh, Sojourn oh, was one that of was them. one of the original exactly. four, but yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, the crux was great. I liked um Way of the Rat was awesome. Yeah, but those are later, right? Mystic was good. Love Mystic. Yep. Um that's um uh, what what's her name? Andrea uh who drew that? I didn't Aaron Lepresti do some Mystic too? Yeah, well Mystic had a bunch of different artists. Uh Al Rio, Paul Ryan, aforementioned, so it made me think of all this. Paul Pelletier, uh Aaron Lepresti, McNiven, Brandon Peterson. Yeah, yes, he started the book. I, I didn't really care for um, Route Six Sixty Six. I know Stunner, right? Why well, wouldn't I like the horror book? It just didn't do anything for me. Um, but uh, Scion with uh, Jim Chung, yep. back before he, back was, before yeah, was, really yeah. Jim Chung. The, My I gotta favorite say, was, uh, was Ruse. Oh yeah, nice uh, uh, Butch guys. Nice. And you remember yeah. who inked him? On the ruse, uh. Now much, much better known. Interestingly, Butch Guy's known both as a penciler and an anchor at points of his career. This gentleman far better known as an, as a penciler, but. Was it, was it Perkins? Yes, Mike Perkins. Oh, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. That's complimentary. I like that. Oh, sure. Uh, and, uh, Wade wrote it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. it was one of the, it, it was the more literate. Cause he also, uh, he, he wrote the, um, the return, right? That Marvel had a few years ago. Yes, he did. The okay. interesting thing about all this is that uh, you guys are that you're making me the, the memories are coming back. We, uh, you may remember, we chatted up Mike Perkins at the first C two E two. He drew a. Uh, I remember he drew a Black Panther for me. Black him, Panther, but, yeah. But we were talking to him about Cross Gen at the time, and what a great time he had when he was doing that. Aww. Because he was doing. Uh, I think he was in the middle of his long ass run on the stand for Marvel at the time when we talked to him. Yeah. But no, I, I dug crossed in a lot. I like the cohesive universe. I liked almost all the art. Hell yeah. Um, 
Yeah. That thing on Crux was great. And what was the one with the uh, the pirates that Epting did at Cross? Soldier? No, 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 no. Um, um, El Cazador. Oh, I don't think I read that. Yeah, that was late. That was, end, that was, right? yeah, yeah, that was towards the end. Yeah, that was amazing, amazing stuff. Hmm. And I believe um, David's favorite Chuck Dixon wrote it. <laughs> my <laughs> my favorite. I'm a dick. You hate Chuck? No, Dixon. I don't hate him. No, no. who hates him? I think, uh, I mean, I, Chris did Chris hate him? Yeah. I mean, I've been yeah. in love with the man's politics, but I don't, I, I don't, yeah. uh. That's right, Chris hated him. Cause I, I never read Birds of Prey, but he, he wrote one of my favorite, um. Nightwing? No. There uh, some good G.I. Joe comics. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Punisher. Yes. He had a great, he, he, he kicked off that, that Punisher Warzone book that, uh, Romita Jr. and, and, and Klaus oh, did. No, that was, that was War Journal. This is War oh, Zone. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, um, I appreciate Chuck's, uh, take on, on something. His, con- yeah. his contribution to comics will never be blemished, regardless of his politics. There you right. go. I don't know what I'm yeah, saying. Just, just no idea. Thing, so. No idea. No clue, dude. But yes, as far as things that I, I started to read or didn't finish, um, we can add, so I forced to that list. I, I, I started reading that and I read the first few issues and, um, Steve Perry is a wordy bitch. And, yeah. and but <laughs> check, check this out though. First issue, first issue you have, uh, what happens when a novelist It's, it's, uh, so your writer is Steve Perry. Your penciler is Tex. Your anchor on the first issue, Kyle motherfucking Baker. Oh yeah. And the second issue, that's not his middle name. You no, know. no, it isn't because he's got a. It, it's got the asterisks in it when when he writes it. Um, it's still written by Steve Perry. Still pencils by Tex. And your inkers for the second issue, Mister mm-hmm. Hilary Barda and Romeo Tangal. And your um, your third issue is when Steve Englehart. No, I'm sorry, Danny Fingeroth comes on to write. Uh, text does your breakdowns and Marie Severin is your finisher slash colorist. So, does it get any better than seriously, that? I mean, and, and it just, it fourth issue is, is Hillary's back with Al Milgram as an anchor. Um, you've got some, uh, uh, breeding Milgram. And, and so, I mean, there was, you, Cyforce really just, it, and, and text, I, I, when he wants to draw somebody, Angry and the face all scrunched up. Very few people get that, that face. Well, you just like, you know, that dude is see, you don't even have to see any words. You don't have to see like the, the, the puff of smoke over his head. You just, you know that that dude is, is livid and he's got that. And, and, um, even the action sequences. I mean, the, the premise may have been, I don't, I, as, as I keep reading it, I'll, I'll see if it's, uh, if it feels dated or, um, or, you know, th- this really wouldn't fly in this day and age. But, you know, as far as the five kids that are, that are brought together, uh, by Emmett Proudhawk that are all gifted, um, it, it, it's, it, it was that cliche Line. type story where, you know, the guy brings everybody together, but it's his sacrifice and, uh, that keeps the team going and, uh, the, the mind wolf. The, the KGB agent, some of it was just a little, little crazy, but I, 
I started this and then I went back and, um, also did some, you know, speaking of 40 bitches, I, I, I was picking up on uh, crisis on infinite earth where I left off and that, uh, I get, it's, it's not hard for me to concentrate while reading crisis on infinite earth, but I get so lost in, in the detail <laughs> that George, I mean, even when they're on like the monitor ship and it's like, and, and you have Simon and obsidian and, and earth to Superman and, and Arion and, and you're just, so you got so many characters to begin with and then you're going and and he includes all this crazy tech and 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 the backgrounds and i just i i just i cannot it's it's not a quick read even if even if wolfman was just like you know having some of the characters blurred out a couple sentences here and there and and it, it you you cannot look at these pages and just flip through them Quickly, I I find it's just. It's All right, who's who's the wordiest bitch in comics? Now or yeah, no, no, no. We all know the Claremont. answer to this. There you go, yeah. Chris Claremont. And I'll never forget Heroes Reborn, that huh. that issue of Fantastic Four. And I opened it up, and there was word balloons everywhere. Oh, they're crushing them out of the panel. everywhere. Like you know, you just got Jim Lee to draw this. Why? The thing I can't see any of the art because there's word balloons everywhere in this thing. Craziness. <laughs> it 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 only works if the artist can actually work in the small. Like if if Claremont wants to do that with Lee, Lee can kind of Lee's detailed enough where he can still draw. You can still tell what's going on in a small panel, even if even if there's so many word balloons and, and caption boxes and, and it's it's pushing the art out of the panel. You can still tell what Lee's drawing, but when Claremont's going to do that with with after Heroes Reborn, you had Heroes Return, and Claremont wrote the first couple issues of that Fantastic Four, and you had... I think that's early, the one I'm talking about. early LaRocca. That's not the one I'm talking about. LaRocca did the Heroes Return Fantastic Four. Yeah, That's yeah. a little harder... If you're going to make it wordy, because LaRocca's style does that back then, even kind of now, but back then did not lend itself to, uh, he needed larger panels to, to tell his story. He, he, he was not a, a very yeah. concise or detailed artist back then. But uh, during that period, if Chris Claremont and Jim Lee are throwing a party, who were people coming to see? I know. I know. You're right. You know, and, and Claremont just like, just ran roughshod over. He's like, okay, this kid's a up and comer. People are, seem to like him. I'm just going to blot out all his artwork with all these words. I my story to tell, damn it. I have these I, plots. I, I got I to gotta wrap up after 16. Yeah. Years. I hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forgive him for that line. <laughs> I, I, I hurt. <laughs> Fuck. Old I got crush. something. I got something. It's a price all of a sudden. No, no, yeah, really. Back issue bin diving last last week. Twenty five cent. Number one, June nineteen seventy five. Yes, indeed. I was was not even one year old. I got this uh, for two dollars. Make it holler. It's. It has that smell. Oh my goodness. It was published. Well, I'll tell you who drew this, oh, who, who wrote this, who wrote the story first. Gary Friedrich, creator of Ghost Rider. Uh, 
the editors, Larry Lieber, another familiar name. David, who's Larry Lieber? Stanley's brother. That's right. Um, which makes this a slap in the ass because they were directly competing with Marvel. Not only because Marvel was the, the big, the big dog on the street. Uh. Um, but in the, in the, uh, the naming of their company, they decided to call it Atlas Comics. What? The gall. Uh, unmitigated gall. Uh, the artist on this is Pablo Marcos. Mm-hmm. I love hate relationship with Pablo Marcos. Um, there are times when I think he's phenomenal. There are other times when I think he kind of phones it in. Um, and the letterer is Shelley Lefferman. This thing is called it's, well, it, it initially started off as an anthology called Barbarians, featuring Iron Jaw, number one. It later turned to Wolf, W-U-L-F. Uh, Iron Jaw, I guess, did not find an audience. I find it hard to believe that Iron Jaw, Iron Jaw didn't find an audience. Like, he was a king. And he's like, fuck it. I don't want to be a king anymore. I don't want all that responsibility. I don't want the drudgery of the, the, the heavy is the head that wears the crown. I don't want it. Right. So I'm just going to go across the land on my unicorn, uh, finding adventures and iron jaw, as the name implies, has an iron jaw. Yeah. So one of those old but we, ne- we never find out why iron jaw has an iron jaw. It's never specifically stated why. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has an iron jaw from the nose down, but who really cares? It's a dude with an iron jaw. I was going to say that's right? minutia. Yeah. Uh, this is called the Mountain of Mutants. And, uh, so Iron Jaw's, you know, traipsing across the land on his unicorn and gets accosted by mutants. And they, they bring him to their queen. Um, and the queen is, is like, hey, you know, you, you're, you're pretty damn sexy. Uh, yeah, hey. And, uh, she's got some, some shit going on with her skin where she's all mottled and it, it's a post-apocalyptic story. Right. So, you know, the bombs have dropped and, and we're, we're now in, in the far-flung future and, jaws and it's, are iron. It, it's all, it's jaws are iron. It's all gone back and the queen is just like, hey, and Iron Jaw having none of it. He, all... he actually, they put him in a crossbar. They, they tie his hands to a crossbar behind his neck, a big old timber, and he smacks her in the face with it. He's like, no, bitch, I don't want that. Um, so she said, you know what? You're going to fight in my arena. I'm throwing you and that little girl that you, you're cozied up to. She's not little. Um, in the slave pits. I'm throwing you both in, in the arena, and you're going to have to fight for your life. But you know what? She's going to die first. So so Iron Jaw has to fight the the mutant champion. And he's got a blade, and Iron Jaw only has this little pig sticker. And it's a strange story. Because it 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 it's it's one direction, and I'm not talking about the band. It's one direction, one D, like ninety eight percent into the story. Mutants are scum. They're they're bastards. I'm gonna kill them all for what they've done to me. Blah. And then he gets into the arena, and there's a point where Iron Jaws is like, "Yo, why are we fighting?" And that's like second last panel <laughs> of the of the penultimate page. They make up. And Iron, and Iron Jaw actually kisses the queen's hand. He's like, you know what? If, if our future is going to be brighter, we're going to have to agree to like 
cohabitate and live in peace. Yeah, it's man. like, what? What the hell is this? This just doesn't make any sense. You were just going to kill this guy for the, for like five previous pages and now he's your buddy. And, and so Iron Jaw and his, um, rescued girl ride into the sunset on the unicorn at the end. Uh, it's the Bronze Age. It's <laughs> nutty. Don't, but don't, you just summed it up right there. It's the Bronze Age. Yeah. Don't, ex- don't expect any kind of logic here. And there's another story. But as I'm going through this thing, it, it never ceases to amaze me how much impact Jim Warren and Captain Company had on the business of comics. When everybody saw that Jim Warren was making bank from selling all that shit in, in the back pages of Famous Monsters and Eerie and Creepy, they all started doing it. Uh, in this atlas, um, Barbarians number one, you could buy eight super eight millimeter Planet of the Apes home movies. Planet of the Apes, Beneath, Escape, Conquest, Battle. Um, you can order all five for thirty six bucks with three three dollars and seventy five cents postage. Or if Planet of the Apes Planet of the Apes wasn't your speed, shame. You can get Rodan, the giant behemoth, Godzilla versus the thing, what? Ghidra, the three headed monster, Battles of Ghidra. And Return of Captain Marvel. Wow, which one of these things doesn't belong? Um, but not only that, they even had the Atlas characters pimping out stuff that was completely unrelated to the Atlas characters. And it was all um, drawn by Ernie Cologne. It's the Atlas Fantasy Shop, where you can get the Flintstones hobby kits... Buster Crab is Flash Gordon. Three great Mighty Mouse home movies and a UFO model kit. All pimped out by the Atlas. Like Tarantula's on here. And, uh, what was the, uh, the one that, uh, Chaikin wrote? The Tiger Guy. You remember? David, the Tiger dude with that, uh, that, uh, Chaikin had a hand in. I don't even know. I don't remember what the character's name was. But there he is selling model kits. That have nothing to do with Atlas <laughs> Comics. It's it's amazing, and it just it never ceases to amaze me. Jim Warren had massive impact yes, on, on the on the on the business of comics. No doubt about that. Front of the book, you can get now. This is an Atlas comic, right? You can they're advertising DC and Marvel Aurora model kits: Superman, Batman, Hulk, Captain America, Spider Man, and Tarzan. On the on the facing page, you can get the Aurora. Glow kits for the creature, Godzilla, King Kong. Like this, this, it doesn't make any sense. But, you know, maybe they thought they'd make some money. I, I love seeing these things. And it was only two bucks. Half the price of a current comic, twice as much enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Three times as much enjoyment. So there you go. I just wanted to put Iron Jaw in the show notes. I love the binge diving. I know. Yeah. You know what else I got? Clap. No, that's what you give me. I got two issues of Black Magic, which was a DC anthology, Bronze Age DC anthology, that was primarily Simon and Kirby reprints. I got two issues of Space Family Robinson, Lost in Space. Oh yeah, these are these are fifteen cent books that I got for for like for two bucks a pop. You can't beat it. And I gotta say, have you ever read any Space Family Robinson? No. Well, if you if you ever 
get the opportunity to read one issue, you've basically read the entire <laughs> run. It's just like, uh-oh, Tim and Tam are getting into trouble. We're going to have to find a clever way to get out of it, usually involving some kind of space fish or or like space, you know, creature and uh, or plant like marauding plants that they're that are trapped on a on a spaceship and tim and tam suddenly find their way in there and now they gotta get out every issue is like the same and the parents no the parents are back june and and dad are back on the fucking space station and they're like all right tim and tam get yourself out of it we're going right wait right here (laughs) (laughs) that's every issue uh gold key say no more right yes sir Again, Space Family Robinson. I can't believe they're bringing you back Wacky Races, dude. I, you know what? I'm, I'm so scared they're gonna fuck it up. I am too, cause you know I got the major love for the Wacky Races. F- favorite cartoon ever. The best. And one of the few gold key slabbed books I own. What? You have the Wacky Races gold key? Number one, baby. No kidding. Mm-hmm. What's the grade on that? Nine six. Damn, son. <laughs> Wacky racist, dog. It's that bulge in your pants. I'm a crooked when I come home. Bulge in my closet, maybe. <laughs> the, you know, I, I, like all kids, Saturday morning was, was the sacred oh, yeah. day. And we, we would watch cartoons all day long. Um, Wacky Races was the number one for like, and when it went off, I was, mm. I was broke. Well, I was Last bust- Olympics was good too, though. See, nah, you only when the wacky, wacky races guys showed up. Like, Grape Ape and all that shit. <laughs> Grape Ape, Grape Ape. Nah. But you know what my number two is? Jabberjaw. Oi. Banana, banana splits. Don't even know that. Yeah, what? Really? Dude, banana oh, splits? Oh my god. You're so young. Right. Oh, I wouldn't have liked it at all. Oh, I'm looking at this. This is not. Yeah. No, not yeah, pleased. no, you wouldn't have. Yeah, we're done. Um, no, I don't like the, the uh, I don't like the big putt. Like at the, I don't like that. Was like HR puffing stuff. stuff. Oh my god, HR puffing stuff. He's not, stuff, he's like not a cross Sig- fan. Sigmund the sea monster, all that. Nah. Oh no! Dude, don't don't don't, don't shit on Sigmund the sea monster. That oh, shit on it. It just kind of scared me as a kid. It scared me. That's awesome. This is the early '80s. I think were um were like some of the best times for Saturday morning cartoons because in this. That was the beginning of the end. The second, right? no, here's the second issue of Sci Force. So this is, uh, this is cover date, December 1986. There is a double page spread for NBC. So for, for, for Jason and I, this would be Channel 4 on Saturday morning. I can guarantee you. So cute that you both have the same freaking channel. I was not watching NBC. On Saturday morning. It was all about ABC or CBS. And most likely about? CBS. We're talking 1986. Oh, I so, got the right here. Okay, so your day starts off with fucking Kissy Fur. Then we have Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Smurfs. Punky Brewster. Alvin and the Chipmunks, which I probably I may have turned to. Mm. Foo Fur. Oh no, that was garbage. Kid video, and then as they sprinkle in one to grow on throughout the morning. Right. That was your fucking morning. That I was not watching NBC that year no, on Saturday morning. No, no. Here's what I was watching that that year. Scooby Mystery Funhouse. Yeah. 
Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes, Comedy Hour. Yeah, oh yeah. Ewoks, Droids, Ugh. Galactic Guardians, 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. There is such a gap between our childhoods. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. well you're old. I'm, well yeah, I am. My best, my, 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 I'm going by the comics now. So, you know, you had your, there was that one double page spread, I think it was, it had to be ABC, where it had Fantastic Four and Spider-Man, and on the flip side, it had uh, George of the Jungle with the Beatles. Remember that ad? I remember the ad from reading back issues, but I... I... Yeah, yeah. But my favorite one was um, the one, uh, what what was it, the Terrific Ten, where the Pink Panther's coming out the TV set? And, and he, he says to the kids, hey, yo, 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 come on in the TV set. And underdogs in there. And, and these were, uh, these were talkies? What? Hilarious. This is late, this is late 70s then, right? <laughs> the original C-Lab 2020 before oh, adults adult made, made it, made it all nasty. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, they, the Barclays, the dogs that was like all in the family, but they were dogs. You don't remember that? God. I, now, 84, oh, cool. which many would argue is one of the best years for comics ever, and definitely a seminal time for me as a, as a, I was a 10 year old child. Um, there were some serious cartoons going on then. Yeah, there were. There were. Let's see, we had, uh, a lot of dueling ones too. Like, that was a tough, that was a tough spot in that so year. We're talking fall 84. Yeah, and this is before fucking DVRs and VCRs. You man. had Super Friends. Yep. Most of Which was a must. Yep. Which, but that was up against Snork, the Snorks and Pink Panther. And yeah. I definitely watched them too, so I must have watched them at like afternoons or reruns. But what was nice though, see back then, back then they actually fucking had reruns. So I mean, when. You're right, just, you're right. They, they didn't like take mid-season breaks, and if, if you missed it one Saturday, you could just alternate. And Then there was Turbo Team, which was god awful, but I watched it. <laughs> it was. When a kid yeah. turned into the race car? Yeah. Then but Dragon, you had Dragon Slayer. Slayer. Oh, that was the shit. Son. No, it oh wasn't. God, the game, it was so good. The game sucked, and so did the, Dude, the cartoon. What? You shut your whore mouth. Hey, you know what? It's that pulp bullshit, right? <laughs> how, how about? I, I think the great. There's a great ad. I think it was 67. Oh Jesus! Maybe Christ. maybe 66. But it's like greatest. It looks like a greatest hits ad because you got Space Ghost. Yeah. And um. Frankenstein Jr. See, your your cartoons on Saturday morning, Jason and I were watching like Saturday, like during the week after school because they were in syndication. Right, they were rewrites. Right. No, that's true. That's true. Then we had uh, Scooby Doo Mysteries. Lone Ranger. No. Nah. Fire's Place. And then I would jump, I would jump to NBC after all that. I would do ABC all, and then I would jump to Mr. T and Incredible Hulk and Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah, Spider Man is Amazing Friends. I was all about that. I was about Hulk Hogan's uh, rock and wrestling. Um, yes. When was that, 85? Uh, 86, I think. Oof. See, that's when I started tapping out. No pun intended. Oh, yeah, you go. Hulk Hogan's Rock Wrestling, 86. That's fire. Nah. <laughs> With that Gil Kane ad. That was great, man. Right? The back of the comic books. And any love for the Shazam ISIS hour? Yeah. Dude, no, I forgot. Oh, oh, you're so, you're old, buddy. <laughs> I never seen anything. Seriously, no, you don't like Shazam Isis? Those I, two I were know it exists, I've never seen it. But the Lone Ranger, fine. Lone Ranger and Tarzan. I've never seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ne- I think Neil Adams did the ad for the, the Shazam Isis thing. 
then they tried to like sprinkle in some like live action shit on CBS. It's like the story break and and something well, to grow and, uh, on. And, and ABC had candle pin bowling. What? That yes, dude, that was especially when I was living in Massachusetts with my grandparents because that's what New England's all about—the candle pin. They don't do the whole big ten pin with the, yep. the, the big bowling balls. It's, it's you get the three like bocce ball sized, and you you get three of those to knock down the candle pin bowling pins. That's wrong. Ah. I started tapping out around eighty eight. Eighty eight when oh, I was like, ah, like I'm looking. Yeah, they lost me way before that. You had like gummy bears and Muppet babies Ugh. and Raggedy Ann and Andy. Alf. Hey Vern, it's Alf. Ernest. Yeah. Jason of Star Command. Anybody? Yeah, I remember that. Oh. I was, Sid I was Egg. much more into the syndicated at that point. Yeah, cause yeah, coming home and watching, uh, Inspector Gadget or Heathcliff and Garfield and, and, uh, Thundercats. I would, I would shit Cats, on those. Yes, Thundercats, Thundercats Yeah. Bionic uh-huh. Six. Yeah. Silverhawks and, uh. Um, what was the name of that one where the creatures were down, like, lived in caverns, giant creatures? Um, uh, like in humanoids? Yes, in humanoids. Yeah, that was yes, yes, yes. About cops. About- cops. Of course, mask all time. Oh all time. yes, oh yes. I gotta admit, I hated that shit. You hated mask. Dude, that is so fucked up. I didn't like mask at all. Oh my god. Oh, I'm so. I'm striking man with a cap. Okay. Sean Pryor and I spent three hours on the podcast talking it's about. True. It's true. How about uh, fire out space nuts? Never heard of. No. It. Now you just make shit up. I am not making shit up. <laughs> That's <Centurions. laughs> You've Ever seen? <laughs> fire out space nuts with the doors. It's it's fucking Bob Denver. It's it's uh Gilligan. Stoby Gillis and Maynard G. Krebs? Oh man. Oh man. Kukla Fran and Ollie, no? Dude. Uh, I give up. Kukla, I seriously give up. Bring, whatever, whatever you're smoking tonight, I hope you bring next week. Jeebus. Beanie and Cecil you can next? Like, oh, guys, remember the yellow kid? What the fuck is wrong with Beanie and Cecil? It's all about the howdy, howdy doody. You gotta give me some cats and jammer kids. It's howdy doody time. How about that stupid Happy Days gang? <laughs> one, where, where Fonzie and that chick with the ponytail would get in like the UFO. No, she had like big massive pon, like, Ponytails on both sides of her head. She was an alien girl. Uh, or something. Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. And this, the dumb dog. <laughs> that, yeah. Gilligan's Island. Loves Chachi. Are we get Gilligan's Gilligan out of space? All Jones, right. Jones, I, I, how about this now? If if y'all don't think that this was like one of the greatest cartoons of all time, I got. I'm I'm going to seriously question your taste. Okay. Thunder. I was just going to say, oh, that's course, nice that's yeah. classic, dog. All right, all right. Leading up to Thunder, you had like Richie Thunder. Rich. After that, you had Heathcliff. You had Plastic Man and Baby Plast. Yeah, so much That fun. was fun. Yeah, yeah that was Drag fun. Pack and, and Fat Albert and freaking Tom and Jerry. Yeah, yeah. That, was, Captain, that was a sweet spot right there. Captain Caveman kind of pushed the limits. So Captain Caveman. Yeah, but... Yeah. Oh, man. Saturday cartoons. Franken- People don't even know. No. I know, no. right? So sad. Now. Shitty like infotainment. Now there's nothing. That is like. Do you realize we all sound like old? Well, farts. yeah, we but old farts. But certain things were better. That's true. Kids will never know the struggle of having. It was just magic back then, because, like you said, you didn't have DVRs, you didn't have cable. Like, well, you had cable, but you didn't have like cartoons that were on twenty four seven. You have cartoon networks. So morning, morning, man, that was your thing. 
That, and and during the week, I don't want to go to school. Saturday mornings, fuck it. I got my cereal. I'm sitting in and front by of the TV way, at like, like, 7.30 in the morning. Another indication of how much society has changed. Like, I, my kids couldn't watch cartoons Saturday mornings if they wanted to. We got shit to do. Yeah, like, I was just going to say. There's uh, always sports and events. Like, I, like, they can't just chill on Saturday morning watching cartoons. Like I, well, which probably like, helped lead to its downfall because no one's home to watch it. I, guess. I mean, never mind the fact that you know the quality is isn't as strong, and and they can make more money if you know they 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 bundle it straight to video or whatever. But yeah, I mean, if if the audience isn't there, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, life is a lot more hectic than it was back then. It's truth. I, I'm sure it wasn't and, the case, but I felt like most weekends I had free. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. We all did. Like, I, I mean, it probably wasn't as as open as I think it is back, but as I look back on it, I feel like every weekend was just, I knew, like you said, I just, I was going to do what I wanted. I was going to, yeah. I was to go to like and family I, I, for like a, an, like a family occasion. I was going to watch cartoons, play with my friends outside. Play yeah, usually my, anything was going to happen after 12 o'clock, after two o'clock or so. Then, mm-hmm. then we're either going to go out, we're going to do something. Well, yeah. I didn't leave the house till after three. May, probably four because you had, um, yeah, we weren't Dr. Sh- Dr. Shock Sunday, from, so. no, you had the, the, the monster movies would come on, the horror hosts, you had Dr. Shock out of Philly and he would do the, the, the two movies back to back. I, I was not leaving the house till after they were done and it crushed me when he played something that I already saw. Right. Crushed. Right. But I was more yeah, into it, the Kung Fu movies, but yeah. I know it's bullshit and it's just all that, that, uh, the the magic of youth and all that that garbage, but seriously, did the days not seem longer when you were younger? Oh, like course. a year was a long freaking time, yeah. and and now it's just like this book came out when two thousand and two. I was like, I bought that yesterday. I know it's ridiculous. Now we're really in the pit. So let's pull ourselves out. Do we have any other any other comics we want to talk about? No, I think we'll save it for uh for for uh next week. What's next week? It's our pre-show hype episode. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, all right. Well, if you are interested in any of the books we talked about here tonight, there's one place to get them. <laughs> well, yeah, you can probably get some collections of some of the books we talked about. Yeah, at InStockTrades.com, which is the sister company. The sibling company to our sponsor, DCBService.com, DCBService.com, where you can get your comics, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door for a fraction of the cover price, such as from DC, it's Future Quest number one. Jeff Parker, Doc Shaner are going to bring you some magic on the page. Cover price $3.99, your price $1.99. The Massive Rye, Deluxe Edition Number 1, collects the first 12 issues of Rye, plus extra stuff. $40 cover price, which is really not that bad for this many issues, but you can get it for half that. $19.99. And the beautifully named Tank Girl, Two Girls, One Tank, out of Titan Comics. Oh, good. Uh, will cost you $2.19. That's 45% off cover price. In your travels, there has been an addition to the uh, Craig Yo stable of reprints over at IDW, the Chilling Archives of the Horror Comics. They, they, in essence, mix their chocolate and their peanut butter. 
they their chocolate being haunted horror and their peanut butter being un, um weird love weird love and haunted horror got all commingled and now it's called haunted love and what these are are creep creepy ass horror comics with a with a with a slightly there's a romantic caveat somewhere or, or, or trapping somewhere within these stories. It's just an excuse to reprint more horror comics. And that is okay by me. Uh, in this issue, we got The Crawling Evil, Iceman Cometh, Lady or the Tigress, The Dead or Never Lonely, Nothing Can Save Her, Weirdest Suicide Pact of All Times, and The Marriage of Death. But that's not the best part. The best part is the artists involved. You got Ken Bald on Marriage of Death. Get this. Jack Sparling is in here. The absolute best illustrated story in this issue. No surprise, really. Nothing can save her. Illustrated by Nick Cardi. Wow. You want to talk, you want to talk unsung hero of comics? Nick Cardi was mm-hmm. one, of those, one of those guys. This thing is, is magnificent. Um, in the, uh, Dead or Never Lonely was illustrated by Jim McLaughlin. Jim McLaughlin. There is a creature, a hooded creature in this thing that would will actually, you know, usually when you when you're looking at the 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 the, the narrators of these these stories, eh, more often than not they're just like dirty, slimy. They're never really scary. This 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 creature is um, pretty damn. Terrifying. And, and when the, the female, something happens to the, fe- I don't want to spoil the beans. Something happens to the female in this story and she is just downright repulsive. Nine panels per page, ten panels, some even more. This, this is, this is comics. Leonard Frank's in here. Um, there are body parts trapped in ice. Uh, just lots of murder. Lots of murder. Um, it's just amazing stuff. My only, uh, bi- uh, nitpick, the, traditionally the Craig Yo books were, uh, $3.99. And that was a damn bargain. Considering the, you know, you got your soft touch cardstock cover, uh, great pulpy paper, all color, no ads, right? 40, 40 some pages, no ads. $3.99, that's a deal. They jacked the price up to $4.99. Damn. Across the board. Across the board, haunted horror, weird love, and now haunted love of four ninety nine. But it's still a bargain, even at four ninety nine. If you're like me and you love icky, yucky, scary horror stuff, and you like old comics and great artists and writers, this Craig Yo uh, imprint for Yo for uh, IDW books is really gonna like turn you on your on your head. So check them out. Haunted love number one of three. You'll love this, and then you'll stop buying, buying all the, the Craig Yo books if you don't already. That's my prediction. Karnak says. Uh, in your travels, I, I need to catch up on this, so I'm hoping that um, by me mentioning it, other people will and kind of force me to catch up. Uh, and I hope to find a page or two of this book. Uh, but I am letting you know... That y'all should still be and keep reading Rumble by John Arcuda oh, and yes, James yes, yes. Heron. It, uh, it continues to look amazing. I, um, issue number, um, 
seven picks up where the, the, the previous arc left off, um, pretty smoothly too. It, it, it's just, the characters in it are just freaking crazy. I don't know, I don't know if Arcudi's giving Heron any sort of direction. I kind of want the characters to look like this or this, but Heron's just going to town. James is, Dude can't be contained. I mean, the detail and the backgrounds, everybody has a unique look about them. Nobody, you know, you're not gonna, it, it's not that, uh, Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane thing. If you reward, if you're reading a black and white book, you won't be able to tell who's who. This is, everybody looks different. There's no, uh, it's, well, it, it's, there's no Vince thinking it's, it's a Kurt Swan type book. Everybody just, <laughs> And they, they, everyone's unique is basically all I can say. But it's, um, people, dogs, everybody's missing limbs. It's, it, it's a crazy book. It's, it's one of my favorite image books. It's absolutely gorgeous. And, uh, and the story is just bonkers, man. And, and I am, uh, I'm loving it. And, and, uh, I hope you do too. It's great stuff. Speaking of uh, James Heron, who we first encountered where? BPRD. Yes. Yeah. The Mignola. Uh, I thought the you Min- a convention, but yes. No, no, no. The Mignolaverse. Did you? Um, any of you guys follow Guy Davis on on the Facebook? Uh, I don't think I do actually. Uh, Guy Davis said, "You know what? Love the medium. Comics is great, but it's a drag. I ain't doing no more." Stop. Yeah, he did. He's just like, I don't know if it's just a phase or a thing that he's going through, but Guy Davis is just like, yeah, you won't be seeing too too much comics from me. Hmm. That's sad. That's but sad. He's he's like, you know what? There's not a whole lot of money in it. Um, it it's 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 a very very demanding medium. He goes, I love it. Comics are great, but nah, I can't have that. Can't have that. Yeah. Huh. Way to break it down, Vince. Thanks, man. I'm sorry. I, gee, hey, it was a, it was a tangent. Looking at, bro. Appreciate that. I wasn't the one who talked about Rumble, Blade and David. Whew. Yeah, in your travels. Nice sleep. In your travels, uh, and we need you to travel. Nicely, Batrock. Travel. Thank you, right? You need to get in, and get in your cars, get on your bikes, get on your hoverboard before it blows up, hop in a plane, shoot, even, I don't know, get on a boat, whatever it takes. To get get to your asses coast. to Chicago. The Windy City, the third coast, next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You'll be seeing our beautiful asses there. You'll be seeing <clears throat> dozens of our homies hanging out, chilling. And if you really want to be sure to hang out with us, Friday night, Lincoln Station. Mr. Chris Revican set this up. We have a room there. It's a pretty kick-ass neighborhood bar in Lincoln Park. We're going to hook it up. We're going to have an EOC get-together. Uh, I believe we're going to start around 8 o'clock, 7.30, 8 o'clock. I'll have to double-check that, but either way, if you get there at 7.30, we got to maybe wait for a half hour, have a beer, chill out, whatever. Uh, but it's going to be a blast. Looking forward to it. We got a, I think we've already got a big turnout committed, so it should be quite the good time. Um, if you're feeling like rewarding yourself because you got maybe a, uh, I don't know, a tax refund coming, maybe you got yourself a nice... Bonus, you're in bonus. Maybe your, maybe your birthday's coming up. That's funny. What you need to do is you need to take your ass 
to two different places. Of course, you got our boy Paolo at cadencecomicart.com. That's cadencecomicsart.com. Or you got my boy Felix at felixcomicart.com. And uh, both uh, are worth mentioning right now because they currently have big sales going on. Ooh. Uh, at at uh, at Felix's site, if you almost everything on the site is twenty percent off, and if you spend more than I think five six hundred, you get thirty percent off. And at Cadence, there is uh, a sale going on where you get like between ten and thirty percent off, depending on the artist. So if you're looking for some OA and you've been waiting for a bargain, now is the time. Uh, yeah, so. And I would say if you want to read something in your travels, maybe you're going to be waiting in the airport to get on your plane to Chicago next week. Um, why don't you give uh, a couple Marvel books a try? Namely, Black Knight, Guardians of Infinity, and Karnak. Three books that I'm enjoying that I feel like aren't getting talked about very much. Well, only Karnak last week. I, well, I, I'm not saying we're not talking about them. <laughs> Just saying the world at large. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> See, but if we said that, uh, you know, way back, way back in the yeah, day, I've been talking about cross-gen. Not... It's all right. You guys didn't remember it. <laughs> episode three. They're in the second really? hour. <laughs> he bring, he, you hear him typing up the database, bringing up the spreadsheet. I talked about cross-gen in episode three, five, seven, twenty-two, eighty-eight, and fifty-six. Hey, sorry if our moments together mean more to me than you, you guys. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> It's not even true. I can't wait for next time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember That's how much we laughed the last C2E2 we all went to together? Oh, God. I don't you, think, sh- you sharded, didn't you? I don't think I've laughed There may have been some pants pissing. That was awesome. Uh, you know what? Stuff. I'm not saying I'm going. I'm not saying I'm not going. Shit, that cab drive. Wolverine is a good boy. That's fucked up. I'm not... I'm not saying I'm 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 going. I'm not going. But if I was going, the the amount of people that y'all have staying in that room would really make my ear. The the specifically. The, oh, they're the all people gonna make that, it on your ear. Yeah, should the, I pour one out for a homie Roland who can't make it now. Yeah, I'm pissed. That's not right. Well, listen, my man lives across the world, and he had to emergency relocation. Selfish, I mean, man. That's just. Love that guy. Wanted to see him again. Now we gotta wait till October. It's true. Well, you're assuming he's coming in October. No, he'll be here in October. You sure? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make him. Oh, okay. For real? Drag his 10 foot ass across the water. Yeah. That's all funny as shit. But, uh, no, no, it's, it's, it's gonna be a good time. I'm really looking forward to it. If I was going. If you, well, if you were going, you'd be staying with, with David, with myself. Say it. With Mario. Uh, say it. With Tim. Okay. Ben. With Will Pfeiffer. That's my boy. Wow. Will's my boy. I love Mr. him. Mr. Teed. Yep. I know, right? Mr. Crusay. Oh. And our new homie, who we're bringing in. I hope he's ready for his, for his, uh, for his beat in. Yeah, I'm for his sake. We gotta beat him in. I'm a, I'm a hug the shit out of him when I. A.K.A. Yes. Onomar. I'm going to hug the shit out of him. Who had his birthday this week? Yeah, I know. Happy birthday. Shout out. I, I didn't mean to shit on uh, Tim and, and, and Mario. And, I love those. I love those guys, Drunk too. Drunk speaks a sober tongue. But Will, me, Will and I were separated at birth. 
I there's something well, the I, I got to Zach. It's like I, say, I, I love Zach too. We no, I'm just saying. But you know, it. Uh, ducks. That's Andy. Oh, not ducks. But you were into a comic together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I fucked it up. There you go. I went to, went back to school. Wait, That's what happened. You got got to go to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to end this. Well. As nah. Our, as our man Archer said, stop, my penis can only get so erect. That's right. Wow. It's starting in March this year. That's stupid late. <laughs> it <Right>? is. <laughs> Season's half over by now. You're going to be on the draw this, this season. What? Huh? What? 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 Maybe our man Kevin is slow on the draw this season. Oh. Yeah, we're going to go over to guest list next week. It's going to be fun. You guys watch Adult Swim. Occasionally. Uh, it depends on what show you're talking about. I, lo- no, I love it. I love it all, right? Do you think Adult Swim lost a little bit, of, uh, well, a significant amount of traction with, uh, our age group? Cause it doesn't seem like these shows get, get talked about. Yeah, I think it's pretty old and busted now. You think so? God, I love it. I can watch Super Jail on repeat for like decades and I would be fine. Never seen it. Oh. Yes, yeah, the shit that uh, Johnny Ryan draws, but no one says he does. I heard, um, I heard that show Animals is hilarious. Squidbillies is the bomb. Really I don't know what that is. It, it really Hunger is. Force. Yeah. Love that's, it. Meatwad. Never saw it. Meatwad. You know, oh that's my! Oh, dude. Jeez. Here we go. <laughs> Meatwad's right. All right. It's it, it's such. It's a fucking trip. Dude, I don't know. It always seemed weird to me. Fucking massive. Yeah. That's the whole, yeah. That's like saying, yeah, that Vince always seemed weird to me. It's, it's, it's a very specialized show. It, it, I don't know who it feels to. Big game, weird. baby. It's so funny. It's so stupid. But the live action Adult Swim shows never really click with well, me. Tim and Eric. One. Okay. Okay. Yeah, one. one. But the rest of them, like, like Children's Hospital. What oh, the yeah, hell? No, is going no, on? no, I never heard get into that. Um, yeah, there were a couple I wasn't. Steve Brule. <laughs> you guys seen that show, Clarence? Uh, you seen that uh, it'd be a pubic hair on my soda can. Is that on dirt? Yeah, that's. Oh, I was Did confusing that with Steven Universe, but no. Clarence. My my daughter absolutely. Oh yeah, the kids watch Clarence. I know. I, I how did I know? But uh Steven Universe is like the pinnacle of cartoons in my house. It doesn't get better than Steven Universe with my kids. Uh, so more than uh, Amazing Gumball. Amazing World of Gumball. No, they like that Gumball. That shows the jam. I love. They that think show. That they Gumball, they, but, that. but they 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 don't theorize I read about the Gumball all the time. Gumball's pretty much. You know, what you see is what you get. It's fun. Yeah. But Steve, Steven Universe has a mythology to it. And there are potential, potentials that could happen within this show based on the mythology that they're all like, Oh, do you think this one's a gem? Or I hear them talking and I'm just like, that's awesome that a show can get these, these kids this jazzed mm-hmm. up. Like even more so than Adventure Time. Like they were all about Adventure Time. Now it's just Steven Universe that's all cool. over the place. You know, I've got another confession. I've never seen an episode of the Venture Brothers. You're not missing anything. No? I don't like it. People swear by it. No. Well, uh, yeah, Marty loves it. I, I, th- I think it's, 
just offensive for the sake of being offensive, which there's nothing wrong with that, right? But I just think it tries too hard to be, you know, rude and, and it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, and, and besides, I have absolutely zero love for Johnny Quest. Oh, dead to me. Yeah. Never uh, liked it back it's when I, people up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like Johnny Quest. So I can fuck you and fuck you. <laughs> you get a bag of dicks and you get a bag of dicks. Bag of dicks everybody. You're gonna have my baby and you're gonna have my baby. <laughs> you eat a dick up and you eat a dick up. That's funny. That Kim Kardashian picture's nasty. Do you see it? Oh, yeah. That's nasty. If you gotta send out naked pictures of yourself to gain attention, it ain't right. It's not right. There's a lot wrong with uh, that whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've, I've gone back to the, uh, I've swung, swung back to the side where Kanye's insane and he's not very talented. Well, I'm not with you on the second part. I think he's very talented, but I think he's also insane. And I think that his insanity is getting in the way of his making commercially pleasing music. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did like that one that you tipped me off to. The one that's just like a very plain cover with the, thing written on it like that album was good but this this shit that he's got going on now i i I don't get it it's a little bit of a hot mess yeah it is but he's a genius though guy's a genius self-proclaimed genius he's a genius you know you didn't hear zappa going around saying i'm a genius he didn't have to his his music spoke for itself that's irrelevant though whether someone calls themselves a genius or not is not relevant to whether they are a genius no, but it does stack the deck in favor of them actually being right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Against, against them actually being right, I should say. Hip-hop culture is sort of different, though, right? So kind yeah, of predicated on braggadocia. And, but anyway. I really don't want to end Kendrick this. Lamar is a genius. I'm digging that new album. Yeah, man. Putting it down. All right. Now it's time to end it. You're adorbs. I am. And so are you for listening to us. Walking Dead. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm really, my interest level has diminished since I gleaned on to where it's, it's going. My, I, I really, I, I have no interest in watching it. I, I'm going to make myself watch it until they do what they do the and then I'm just going to hate. I'm just gonna just gonna stop. All right, everybody. Thank you for being here with us. We appreciate you spending time in the EOC Clubhouse as usual. Uh, If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave us an iTunes review or a similar commentary in a a place where you did download this. We're all over the place, not just iTunes. So, um, uh, early episode next week. We should tell them. Yeah, we're doing it Tuesday. You'll have. Oh, and you know what? Little spur of the moment. Uh. Anyone has any questions about con going, etiquette, art, behavior, tips, send them our way this week. Maybe we'll touch on a few of them interstitially during the chat next week. Yeah. Or they can go back and listen to the episodes where we... Oh, you actually we, remember we did those episodes. Look at you. Of course we did. Of course we did. <laughs> <laughs> I made David laugh. <laughs> the, the dick mask looks good on me, doesn't it, once in a while? Very <sighs> well. I don't wear it often because I love you yeah, so you much. I don't, I don't. I don't like. No, I don't. And I don't like to be a dick to you because I do. I actually. I actually care for you more than most people. More than words. Yeah. So come back and join us next week. We'll be here, waiting for you with a with a a, a cold 
warm beverage in hand, whatever you want. And as usual, as always, eternally, say good night, David. Good night, David. Yeah, I made it easy for you because I don't want to interrupt your typing. I'm not typing, yeah. bro. Who is? Me. Oh, See, always throwing the Jew out there. No, 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 no. I love the Jew. <laughs> yeah, you do. I do. Who doesn't? For real. Right? I wish I was MOT. Remember <laughs> the tribe? That's right. Yeah. I'm a member Financially, of the you kind of are. Yeah, well, right. I, you're right that every one of my coworkers is MOT. Yeah, that's true. You know this is still recording, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, my coworkers, if, <clears throat> if they listen, but if they did, they'd be like, yeah, we're MOT. They, I mean, it's not like a surprise. They call themselves MOT? Yeah, of course. Wow, I'm SIC. K-E-Y. Yes, you are. Yeah, I see, maybe. Mm. One up. <laughs> still recording? Still, I'm still recording. I don't know what he's talking about, but still recording. But. But. How I don't want to. End. Ending this means I gotta, I gotta go back to reality. I don't want to do it. Back to reality. God bless you. Sir George Martin. Oh man, another one I know. Truth. Yeah, well, you know what? 90. Good run. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's sad, but, but yeah, good. it's not Bowie at, at fucking, you know, 60 what? So. Bye. 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 Bye.